Hello, you have tuned in to Mindful Conversations with Matt and Rob. Hello. Welcome, Dr. Rob. <laughs> Thank you. And Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, too. It is the holiday season, the season of perpetual joy. Really? It perpetual is. joy. And we are glad that you have tuned in to this episode, episode 50. 50. It's a milestone. It is. It is a milestone. 50. You know, when you go on a journey and you just keep going down the road and you come across <laughs> something significant, like a, yes. like a little stack of rocks would be a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> and that would tell you, if you don't otherwise know, that this is the way the, the trail goes. Yeah. And so when you stumble across this, this little signpost that says 50, like it's significant. Like if you're married for 50 years, yeah, that's significant. Yeah, your birthday, your 50th birthday. Your 50th birthday, which I haven't gotten to yet. <laughs> really? <laughs> I keep getting stuck like a, a record, right? 48, 48, 48. Yeah, like, Ashley, I've been 48 five times or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. this is the holiday, and you know, if I'm honest, I'm a little bit stuck. We're just a couple weeks away from Christmas, less than two weeks away and I'm stuck because not that I want snow but snow is a part of the spirit that gets me going and and I love the fact that it's sunny out this week it's fantastic oh totally but, but I'm I'm still not in the spirit I, I can the snow can come the week of Christmas and leave the week after <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry skiers yeah well I mean snow snowmobilers yeah uh, people who earn money by snow <laughs> removal yeah, right. and things like that it's just it's not precipitating it's not no. materializing and for those I am sorry uh, but yeah I I back when I was in high school my my very good friend Hal Woodhead, um, haven't obviously talked to him in, in decades, um, but he went out to Arizona to go to school at Arizona State University. Okay. And I desired to hop on that train, and I I moved myself out to Arizona uh, to work and then to go ultimately to ASU okay. for, for myself. That was the plan. And uh, I get out there, I don't know, I must have driven out and mm -hmm. moved out there probably summer of whatever year that was. Oh, that could be high. Probably there. 1985. Okay. And uh, I'm enjoying it, living the bachelor life, living in a fraternity house, actually, yeah. where he was residenting. Um, don't know if that's a word or not. But, it is now. Um, but I remember distinctly having a difficult time being out there during the holidays with zero snow and cactus. Yes. Being out in, in yeah. Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah. We've been Mesa, there. Yep. Arizona. And I remembered that I tapped out, I couldn't do it, and I drove home. Yeah. And uh, I remember driving home on a flat tire. As long as I kept moving, there was enough air in the tire. But if I stopped for a, oh, yeah. a, a duration of time, it would yeah. slowly, it was a slow leak. But if I kept going, it would fill back up. Have you ever done that before? No, I haven't. And I just, I limped my way back to Kansas. Wow. That's my story of Christmas and no snow. Isn't that amazing how just a, a little thought can come into your mind, the story of, yeah. of your past? Yeah. I do like snow, though. Um, but I am enjoying, to your point, the sun and the fact that 
at this point, there is no snow. There's no snow. And, you know, I hold a full-time job. So do you. And um, it kind of has been occupying me. And I yeah. haven't I haven't had the margin to really get into that Christmas spirit. My wife, thankfully, has done a lot of shopping for the girls. And, and I've done some shopping. Thank you, Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, but um, being able to find the spirit. And I think today's episode is the role of faith and wellness. That's a good topic. The, the role, role of the role of faith and and wellness. And uh, so that would be the topic of this mindful conversation. So how do you define wellness? Let's start with that. Yeah. Um, I feel that wellness is in the you know, in the concept of Nacho Libre, which is my favorite. <laughs> Credible <film>. authority. <laughs> my my daughters are coming home next Tuesday. We will. It's one of our Christmas movies Traditions. that we watch. We will okay. watch Nacho Libre. Jack Black. He says that within a man is a nucleus. Uh-huh. And the nucleus is, for me, wellness. It's like the the internal, like, disposition. Yeah. And knowing that wellness isn't just physical, it's not just mental or spiritual, it's, it's all of these things together that tell me how well I am. Yeah, I think you're describing a holistic integration of um, mind, body, and soul. For sure, without using um, that, uh, what would it be called? What nor what people would just like, you know, say off tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. like mind, body, and soul. I I don't disagree with it, but I like your word. I do have more of an integrationist type, yeah, mindset, holistic mindset of wholeness. I'll, yeah, I'll call it wellness is also for me wholeness. Yeah, I like that too. Physical, mental, spiritual. If you because you do hear mind, body, and Relati- soul all the time. Relate, relational, relational. Well, wellness, wellness has a number of components. You can do occupational, uh, physical, mm-hmm. intellectual, right? They, when you look at some of the research, mm-hmm. there's components to it. But for our purpose, I think it is being healthy and whole in all domains. Yes. Yep. Um, you know, especially when you, you have a global perspective, that I'm not the only person on the planet. Yeah. Um, I obviously do share residence with my wife yeah. and my kids will come home and I, I work in a place with phenomenal people. And so I do share intimate space with certain people, but on this globe, as we often say, there's, I'm concerned because there's lots of pain Yes, around the, the planet. And so I'm, I can't, I can't be, aware of myself and not be aware of others at the same time. I feel interconnected to other people. So although I do have autonomy and independence, I can't just be alone. Although I do enjoy solitude. (laughs) Yeah, I hear that. But I am intimately connected to other people. And I think that's the way our, our system works. We are created for connection Good, bad, or otherwise. It's an intradependence. 
And you articulated uh, emotional intelligence. Mm. It's that blending of I'm aware of me and I'm aware of you. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree. I, I do think it, that I like the word intradependence. I do too. You know, it seems to be the right word when we talk about like our relationship or anybody else's. I'm intradependent. Yeah, like I'm not dependent on you. Right. Um, but I, I want to be intradependent and that has to have a healthy connotation yeah. to it that there is in this connection, we are supposed to be givers and takers Yes. to build life. Yeah. And I have to be conscious that my choices impact other people. Which seems to be on the endangered species list today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not aware that my choices impact you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But specifically today's conversation regarding wellness, because this is mindful conversation, we want to be mindful about wellness, is the, the, the role of faith and how faith plays a role in regard to overall wellness. That's interesting because I said for a long time, Anthropology doesn't know of any culture that doesn't have a spiritual underpinning. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I think about the relationship of faith and wellness, I think that faith um, is an instigator of wellness. Mm-hmm. It, it's a precipitate, healthy faith. I, I think there's toxic faith, but... When people are um, in the Judeo-Christian framework, there is a an understanding that faith plays or has an active role in my overall wellness. Oh, for sure. And it helps me deal with the brokenness of this planet, which then facilitates wellness. Mm-hmm. I was my my again. Kudos to my wife. I'm going to keep giving shout outs to her because she's amazing. And she has been decorating her home for, for <laughs> the Christmas season. And she started early, like right maybe before Thanksgiving or maybe mm-hmm. a little bit after. And just, you know, I went up to the attic and I won't go into the whole story. I think I might have shared the <laughs> bat story from the summer yeah. and, you know, entering into our attic space. You never know what kind of an animal you're going to engage. Right. But, you know, g- get all the totes, the holiday totes and, you know, the, the wreaths and all the things that she uses to decorate. And she's just made our home so beautiful in regard to the the, the spirit of the um, of the Christmas right. holiday. And so, so thankful for that. And and we were sitting down in our living room and there's no TV in our living room. It's just a fireplace and a, you know, a couch and a couple chairs and just, it's a very cozy spot. Um, our, our TV is downstairs in our entertainment area, but um, we're sitting there and I was appreciating all the work that she had done. And I had just gotten done reading a scripture, okay, something in scripture. I don't recall what exactly it was, but in that moment, with the decorations of Christmas, I was mindful of Jesus. Yeah. And we have this little nativity. You know, we've had numbers of nativity sets over the years. You know, like the ones that your kids make in preschool. And, yeah. you know, but we've landed on this one nativity set that has survived for the last several years. Nice. We are missing Joseph. Um. One of the wise, one of the wise men, 
I think, or one of the shepherds have had to stand in. In for Joseph. I don't know where Joseph went. <laughs> um, but um, it's back on this hutch that we have that's in one of the corners of our of our living room. And I was looking at the mantle above our fireplace that Deanne had decorated just beautifully. But there just seemed like there was this perfect spot right in the middle to put the nativity set. Yeah. And so in that moment, I just moved the nativity with her permission, and it just fits so perfectly. Good. Um, we have this, uh, this the, the mantle has this little scripture, like this little Christmas tree scripture with the writing making the, the outline of a tree. And uh, in that moment, in the midst of my busyness, yeah, um, I found a place to anchor my faith. In the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of symbolic for me. That moment yeah. was kind of symbolic, had meaning of no matter the winds of the times that I'm in, I found a moment for me just to connect with Jesus and to find that little symbolism to anchor my faith while I enter into this holiday season. Yeah, it's cliche-ish, but they say, you know, the reason for the season and when you were talking, I was thinking about the context of relationship. You know, faith for me is anchored in that relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. And and it isn't just one day of the year, Christmas. Right, right. It, it influences how I think, how I act, how I respond. And, and it... It doesn't always influence it um, in, in, in necessarily, I don't want to say a positive direction. It's like I can short circuit that influence. Sure. I can choose to submit to his influence or not to submit. But <clears throat> to your point, I like that symbolism of he's in the middle. Yeah, he's in the middle. The center of. And, you know, not religiously, no, but yet spiritually. That to your point, I agree. This is not a day of the year for me. It's a time of remembrance. Yes, um, it is a time of cultural celebration. Yes, and acknowledgement, and for that I'm grateful. Um, it does afford my family. My girls will be home on Tuesday. This coming Tuesday, they'll they'll drive in. We'll have extended time together, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, um, the house will be decorated. I mean, for 30 years we've been doing this gig in our yeah. in our home, being married, having kids, and we've always had a a real tree. We've gone to a tree farm. Yeah, and we have cut down our own tree. And, yeah, and we bring it home and. We unwrap it, you know, it's all wrapped yeah. together and you clip the, the cord and it all falls open and it's it's a little bit of a messy thing, but when it's all said and done, when you adorn it with lights and ornaments and things, it becomes something warm and it becomes something symbolic of something. Yeah. It's maybe just tradition. Um, but this year we have broken the cardinal law of real Christmas trees and we have diverted to the dark side and we have an artificial tree. <laughs> Shame on you. We have, I, I've got a close friend, Tracy and Tim McCarthy. And I had, we, I had lunch with him yesterday and I had to, I felt ashamed. I had to confess <laughs> to him that I'm no longer 
in the real tree club and he got up and left his <laughs> wife then texted me and said really really do you still believe in jesus and i mean it felt like no shame there right yeah so so what i'm doing is realizing the wellness piece for me is rooted anchored deeply in my faith yeah in the midst of the challenges that I face, a holiday like Christmas doesn't save me. It it does afford me a week off of work. Yeah. Which I am grateful for that rest. But I need this every day of the year. I've got to be anchored in my faith for me to survive this. I don't think I'm being dramatic in saying that. No. I don't know how I could do it without my faith in Christ. I, I don't think I would do it without faith in Christ. I don't, I don't, you know, there's a, in, in football, you and I both like football. You know how there's those one or two plays that they refer to as the game changer. And sometimes you can see it you know, a missed field goal or a mm-hmm. dropped catch or a catch and a touchdown or whatever it may be. Jesus is that game changer. And he, it, it may sound dramatic, but to me, it really, he really changed, changes everything. And he does, he does change it. He does collaborate with us to change it in a healthy direction. And I get, there's a lot of misrepresentations out there and, um, spiritual toxicity and all of that stuff. But really, I think for the for a, a large percentage of Christ's followers, he that is authentic followers, there is no there's no better there's no better life. There's no better way to live. And yeah. Christmas is a reminder of that reality of a relationship. Like you said, not religious. I would hope I'm not religious, but mm-hmm. I like the concept of spiritual and spirituality. Mm-hmm. Religion has done a lot of damage, um, and but that that integration of faith and wellness, wellness, wholeness. I have over the last several years been focusing on the concept of wholeness meaning that I understand kind of from the theory of helping emotion, some work, yeah. that, some work that you've done over your career. You, you wrote a thesis on um, a dissertation on the idea of this, that we, I understand that I have a broken identity, like the idea of being, as scripture would say in Isaiah, born in sin, yeah. shaped in iniquity. So the idea of brokenness is common with our, yeah. our episodes and I realize that I'm a work in progress mm-hmm. and that my, my wellness, my wholeness is a matter of process. And I think as I've aged, I'm 57, turning 58, I am maturing in time, I hope. And I think that's measured by my ability to be aware mm-hmm. and to understand the gaps that exist in my in my life and my identity and to have the desire to pursue authentic growth 
where those pieces of fragment can be integrated into mm-hmm. something that does represent more wholeness, yeah. which leads to greater wellness. So my faith is very instrumental in integrating my brokenness into a state of wholeness. I couldn't have said it better. The faith, the biblical faith is um, the person of Christ is an ever-present, omniscient influencer, the conviction of sin, the acceptance, um, no condemnation, as Paul says in Romans. Um, I just, you're broken in relationship, you're healed in relationship, and I just find Jesus as the ultimate healer. Mm -hmm. You know, and... Yeah, I I love both the posture of and the intent to bring salvation and healing. Yeah. Like when I see this narrative spiritually of faith is that God so loved the world that he gave his son a gift. Yeah. The son willfully partners with the father um, and unfolds then this story of a person's life altogether God yet altogether human and what's interesting to me you know the scripture calls him the, uh, addresses him as a king of kings and lord of lords I know of no other king that prioritizes their subjects like Jesus does. Well, that's beautifully said. You know, and sacrifice is the ultimate value communicator. And he he comes. He comes in the form of a baby. Humility, uh, vulnerability, gentleness. Um, and Hebrews says we have a high priest, which is another description title for, for Christ who can relate to our infirmities. And so, you know, kings generally demand servitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This king seeks to understand and connect. Yes. That's different. Paradoxical. Yeah. And it's worth celebrating. Oh, that's so good. Like, <laughs> like to find something as as real as that to celebrate. Yeah. To celebrate the essence of the heart of God. Yeah. The intent um, to bring to pass the gift of, of healing or integration to, to see wholeness and wellness abound. Jesus in John 10, yeah. 10, I've, I've come to bring you life, life to bring it to you in abundance. Like, yes, I want to take a drink from that well please please let me have yeah. some of that water yeah that i may be well yeah that i may experience some degree of healing or wholeness that is authentic that, yep. that the idols of this world cannot produce although i attempt to find wholeness in the things of this life the reality is they cannot provide what only God can provide. No, those are pseudo uh, 
pseudo or cheap imitations. You know, um, I think you're right. There, it can only be found. It can only be found in the context of faith in Christ, and there is something unique and special. Um, C.S. Lewis referred to it as the deeper magic. And I think what you're saying is, you know, trying to put words to that deeper magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I'm if I'm transparent, you know, my walk in life is is the thread of difficulty is is present, like difficulty on a psychological level, mm-hmm. um, difficulty on a health level, um, sometimes on a relational level. And I've just accepted that this is appropriate in regard to the rhythms of life. This is what it means to be human, not to be absent of something, right? but rather to have the internal fortitude to be able to endure the suffering. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to articulate this. I've been struggling for a while. The best way I can think of it is um, there's no doubt that dark days in life are the reality on a broken planet. But you may, you may remember, well, I'll use a personal story. Um, you know, I was recovering from open heart surgery there was a lot of pain. There was a lot of suffering. It was during COVID. And so you're you're kind of in that alone. And I can remember in intensive care, Sandy Sandy was able to get in in and and be with me for a while, which was a huge, huge relief with her presence. But my kids, I I really wanted to see my kids mm-hmm. and Jeremiah and I share a connection. I generally drive him crazy um, with my ADHD. He's kind of more even keel on that, but there, and so Sandy was there and I felt and could see her presence. But after coming through all that pain, still present, uh, wrestling with the concept of, you know, okay, I survived. Um, and I remember when Jeremiah walked into that intensive care. And in that pain, there was this joy. Mm. This joy mm. that his presence brought to me in that moment. That's how I see Christ in real time. He walks into my pain and that now I'm not alone, you know, because they told me I should have been dead. And so I got to see him and Nicole and the grandkids again. And so there was that gratitude for that. But that's the best way I can describe this influence of faith and wellness. So I'm, I'm trying to recover because I'm not physically well, right? Exactly. And, and so, and... It was a lot of pain, and it's not fun to have <laughs> break open your chest and play with your heart. They, apparently, the heart doesn't like that too well. And so 
but when when the family came in, there was this joy amidst the pain that oh i I'm not here alone, so good, they can fix it, but I'm not here alone, yeah. and Christmas to me is a message that I'm not here alone that's so good, so good, so. Glad we're not. That's powerful. What a gift to 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 have that awareness. I think that's what I think of as the gift is is the acknowledge the understanding of the gift of connection with these people you've named. Yeah. 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 Like wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's deep gratitude. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, it was. Is, is like deep gratitude. I, I think it was and, and, and is. You're right. You know, I mean, and you and I both share this. There's a lot of important people in our little universe. And I, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade you. I wouldn't trade them. I wouldn't trade. It's not like a football team where you're trying to get the best or the most talented, right? I'm, I'm going to enter the portal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the draft. <laughs> and so. No, so, so faith and wellness with what you've just described is what I am then hearing you understanding deep, Deep gratitude is like that is so instrumental to a state of wellness. Yeah. Like and, the, the song says, it is well. Yeah. You know, like with my soul. It doesn't mean that I'm not dealing with the pain right. that you've described. It means for you that moment of connection with those that you loved that helped you to be whole. Yeah. And when your when your body was very much not whole. That's exactly it. It made a difference, right? Mm, it made mm. a difference emotionally, it made a difference spiritually. Um the physical I you could say man, it even made a difference physically in the sense that I am now less aware. Mm. I'm less aware of the physical pain, right? Cuz cuz when you were just talking I was thinking this is Faith, faith has, it's the only thing I know that does. Through the Holy Spirit, it transcends the circumstances of this planet for me. I'll just represent me personally. And it's, it's God walking into the intensive care room of my life when I need him to be there. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference. And because he's there, the wholeness, the health, even though the body is wrecked and not doing what it's supposed to do, yeah. yep. you know, it's conspiring against me, if you will. My heart is conspiring against me. Um, that, that, you know, it's not an academic definition of wholeness and faith and wellness. It's 
I'll say it's a personal definition. Yeah. You know, I'm well because of the people in my life and the choices that I make. So there's that. You, you find wellness in the people, the relationships that are in your life. Yeah. And I think the quality of them reflect that wellness. That's so good. Yeah. You know, this morning, you know, obviously every one of us could find different agents that provide insight to our wellness. This morning I chose, um, I like making a latte. We have an espresso machine. Nice. My wife is in Ohio. So I made my, my latte, one shot of espresso with some <laughs> steamed milk with a little bit of peppermint cream. <laughs> and it's got to be a certain temperature. And I just, although it was cold outside, it was about 7 a.m. It was cold outside, but I put on my, my coat, my gloves. I was wearing my Birkenstocks and my toes were exposed. But I went outside to watch the morning light. Nice. And I was sipping my coffee Odin, of course, was running around and yep. doing his crazy thing. But I think he could respect what I was doing. But I find such peace in God's creation. And I've said that before. I mean, yeah, I God, too. God's creation yeah. is the tuning fork of my soul. My wellness and faith is very much attuned to God's creation, the creation he made through Jesus, in fact. And it's that creation that stands, the trees that I'm looking at and the sun that's rising, stand as a testament of authentic creation that never changes. And it never gets old. It will never not be what it was designed to be. It's so congruent. And it really testifies to me, you can be congruent too, man. Like the creation is a witness to God's goodness. And I found wholeness in that moment of sipping my coffee and seeing the morning light and witnessing God's faithfulness in his creation, it's a dose that helps me be connected to the wholeness that he has for me. I like the concept of congruency. Yeah. That was a good addition. I think congruency is very much connected to, to wellness and wholeness, and it's found in my faith when I yield to my authentic creation when I am the best version of me. Like in yeah. this podcast, I can feel it that I'm being, for me, I'm being authentic as I can be. I, I agree. I think, I think that's one of the things that you and I try to do. We're not two different people. We're not one way on the podcast and another way I hope I, only others could say that, but, yeah. uh, but well, then I can say it about you. Cause I'm the other, <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're one of the witnesses, right? Um, you know, last night I was, I was driving home from work and, and, uh, for some reason I was reflecting on really the, not that I'm trying to get super existential, but the meaning of life in regard to time. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I, in my wellness, I want to be, you know, in the, in the wisdom of Cliff Berry, I want <laughs> to be useful. Yes. I, I want my life in my wellness. I want to be useful. I want to add value to somebody else's life. If I could do that, I think I could die well. If I believed, which I would want to believe that I've done what I should have done 
to make an impact in somebody else's life. It doesn't have to be a lot. I'm not talking about I've got to do all of these things, but Lord, if, if I could be useful and I feel like that's connected to my wellness and I was reminded that Jesus's life, he was 33 when he died, but he spent about three years in his active ministry. Right. And he showed me in the, the idea of three years of significance, you know, the idea of a short period of time, you can be very, very effective. But, and this is not about effectiveness. This is about awareness that in the season of the holidays is he's given me a gift and I want that gift to be meaningful to others. That's my hope. So wellness related to faith, related to hope. That's good. Cause I, I keep, having this reoccurring thought as we're talking it's you can have i think the context of life is relationship i don't think anything happens to us outside of that context totally agree relationship is is really the essence of life it is and you have toxic and you have healthier whole sure right and this is kind of a summary of what i heard you say um and it's a and it's objective. I share uh, an objective. I share. It's like I want to be useful in contributing to not only my own um, wholeness and spiritual health, but I want to be useful in contributing that to others, yes. overtly or covertly. Yes, as is appropriate. Absolutely. Yeah. What a what a great conversation. I've, I've really enjoyed this. Me too. Um, I think about um, this season, very thankful for you. Likewise. And Sandy and this team and uh, love this opportunity to share our, our thoughts in this conversation about, about wholeness, about faith, about life, about the holidays. And uh, as we put the pause button on our conversation today. Let's not let this conversation cease. Hoping that those of you that have tuned in would allow this conversation to have space with others in your life. What does wholeness, what does wellness mean to you as you think about your faith, about your life? I know that Dr. Rob, we want the very best for people. We do, always. And we hope that all of us will find a reason to be well um, during this holiday season. Blessings. Likewise.